Hi, my name is Joseph, and today I want to talk about Digimon Adventure Zero Two: The Beginning. So it's a sequel movie. It's meant to continue everything that's already been set up by Adventure Zero One, Adventure Zero Two, uh, Last Kuzina, and then of course this, uh, The Beginning. One could argue if Adventure Tri is part of that continuation or not, um, but that's besides the point. Uh, Adventure Zero Two: The Beginning came out of, uh, in Japan October twenty seventh, twenty twenty three. And then uh, on, for the West, we had a dub release on November 8th, and then a uh, release with subtitles on November 9th. So I did watch the November 9th viewing. If I had the opportunity to go to both, I would have done so, but unfortunately I had a, I was working on Wednesday, so I could not attend that. Uh, but I was happy to hear that for the most part, if one watched the sub version, and they're good to go. The dub uh, mostly follows the subtitles. Um, so I'm happy to hear about that, mostly because if one is aware, uh, for the anime themselves, the dub is quite different in terms of the dialogue compared to the sub. I would argue that the sub typically is a lot more um, heavier, a little bit more drama, while it's the dubs has a lot more comedy and is a bit more lighthearted due to uh, uh, due to the uh, fact that the audience were Westerners. That's an aspect that one is either going to enjoy or not enjoy. Personally, I enjoy it for the nostalgic for nostalgic purposes, for the nostalgia, but beyond that, I do much prefer the sub. But I was happy to discover that for Digimon Adventure Tri, Last Kuzina, and now for Adventure Zero Two, the beginning, that 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 drastic difference between the sub and the dub is slowly starting to dissipate. So for the most part, the message of the of the sub is also going to be present in the dub. So that's really cool. I'm happy to hear about that. I am going to watch the dub once it releases officially. Because since again, I did grow up with the original cast. I really, I did watch the trailer and it was a lot of fun hearing Davis and Vimon coming back reprising the rose. And of course everyone else in the story as well. Uh, I'm not entirely sure how many of the original cast does come back. I am aware that unfortunately Amar Diddleman, uh, he, the voice actor does not return. Uh, rest in peace, the real voice actor unfortunately it passed away. I'm not sure of his, of his name. I, I do apologize about that. Um, uh, but rest in peace to that voice actor. And thank you to him for allowing us, us being the Digimon community, to develop so many um, memories. And in fact, actually, if I, if I do have the time, let me quickly look up his name. So his name was Robert, uh, excuse me, I'm probably going to mispronounce his last name, uh, but Robert Axelrod, A-X-E-L-R-O-D. Uh, he provided the voices of Rizardmon and Armadillomon. So again, rest in peace to him. He passed away September 7th, 2019. Uh, I was unaware that he also did Rizardmon. Um, really iconic voice, I would say. Um, one of my favorite um, aspects of the dub was the relationship between Rizardmon and Garumon. So thank you to... Um, uh, Axelrod, thank you to Robert Axelrod for again allowing Digimon fans to develop the memories that we did. Um, moving on to the movie itself, so is it on eco footing? Is it is the same quality as Last Kuzina? I'm gonna right off the bat and dash any expectation to say that if one was expecting something like Last Kuzina um, to temper their expectations a little bit, um, and I think it makes sense. Uh, emotionally, as fans, I think we want everything to be as gut. Uh, uh, gut-wrenching and heavy-heading as Las Cousina was. But I think if we think about the anime and the themes that the anime carried, uh, I think it's really cool that it seems like the movies are sharing these same themes. So let me quickly explain. Adventure 1 was about a cast of young individuals who go on this adventure, right? That's why it's called Digimon Adventure 1. 
they were forced to discover themselves and to learn about themselves in relation to the bonds that they were forming. So having such a strong emotional story with that cast for me makes a lot of sense. But then we have Adventure 2. Why did Adventure 2 begin? It started because of the, of the, of the, of the new cast discovering that something bad was happening in the digital world. That bad thing being the Digimon Emperor who was oppressing and, and subjugating Digimon. The whole point of Adventure 2 was less about self-discovery and uh, developing bonds, or rather developing bonds in relation to the self and self-reflection, but rather the purpose of Adventure 2 was assistance, showing when one is willing to help, how the community becomes a lot stronger when individuals work together. And I think Adventure 2, the beginning, uh, further continues that theme. So now we could talk about the movie itself. So there will be some minor spoilers. Excuse me, I keep rubbing my nose because my cat is shedding a little bit. Um, so yeah, so I, I thank you for your patience about that. Um, but the whole premise of Adventure 2 is essentially uh, Davis, Ken, um, Mayako, or Yoli, uh, uh, um, Ayari, or Davis, uh, not Davis, sorry, Cody, <laughs> excuse me. Um, and the digital partners, they end up meeting an individual, a new chosen child, supposedly the original chosen child who goes by the name of Ryu, R-U-I, I believe in the dub it's L-U-I, and his digital partner, Onukuman. I'm probably not pronouncing that correctly, excuse me about that. Um, but the whole premise of the movie is that the Adventure 2 cast, well, they're helping uh, Ryu. They're trying to assist him in regaining his relationship with Onukuman. And again, if we keep in mind Adventure 2 in the anime as a whole, I think that makes a lot of sense. So now that we got that preemptive little explanation out of the way, uh, let's talk about the movie itself. So what I really am enjoying about the writers of Digimon is how they are keeping in mind that the fan base, well, uh, we grew up with Digimon, thus most of us are not in a perpetual eternal age of a preteen or teenager, right? Most of the Digimon community, especially those who did grow up with the dubs, we're going to be in our late 20s, 30s, 40s, Essentially, the point that I'm making is we're adults. Some of us might be young adults. Again, some of the fan base might be teens because, again, there is that reboot of Digimon. But I would argue that the majority of the fan base is going to mostly be adults. And I love how Adventure Zero to the beginning reflects that. Uh, if one is planning, if one has kids and they want to share the love of Digimon with their kids, I do not recommend doing that unless their kids are at least teenagers. PG, uh, I was going to say PG-13. I think in Japan the movie was rated PG-13, but in the West there was no rating. And that's an important thing to keep in mind. If your kids are not teenagers, I would say that this is not a child's movie, children's movie. This movie does explore child abuse and also does have some heart elements. I won't lie, I do wish the movie went a bit deeper with the child abuse, but the fact that Digimon was willing to deal with that subject matter, I think is awesome of Digimon because we don't live in a utopia. Unfortunately, there are going to be families who do have to deal with that kind of issues. And it's really cool, again, how Digimon is willing to explore that theme. And this is not new for Digimon as well. One might argue, oh, Digimon's trying to be um, contrarian, they're trying to be um, shock value. I'd argue of that, that element of deeper themes has always been present. With Adventure 1, we have um, adoption with Easy or Kushiro and his parents. We have the issue of um, divorce with Yamato slash Matt and Takaru slash TK. And then in Adventure 2, we have animal abuse. <laughs> one wants to forget that can't. Oh, actually, this may have been removed in the dub version. So excuse me about that. <laughs> but one must forget, though, overall, for Digimon, animal abuse was present. Ken actually kicks 
a dog. Thankfully, not a puppy, but but still, that's quite bad, right? And why is my cat back there? She's looking at something. <laughs> She's upset that I'm talking about dogs. Anyways, <laughs> um, and then even with Ken, he had issues with his own parents and the idea of of parenting when one has a gifted child. The the point that I'm making, and then even with the the least popular Digimon seasons like Frontier, there there was the element of um of divorce again and sibling twin siblings. They explored that, and then even with Masaru and and, and Data Squad, uh, what happens when the family is no longer nuclear because the dad is missing? Uh, a non traditional family essentially. Again, the point that I'm making is Digimon has always been exploring with deeper themes. And um, they may have been not as obvious in the past, but I think they're all being more obvious now because of the fact that the fan base uh, are adults. And I really do appreciate that, that they were willing to explore that. Again, I do wish they went a bit more further. Uh, essentially, why is there child abuse? Because Ryu's mom is uh, overworked. Their husband is sick. Um, and, and, and you know what? Uh, I should probably explain that. Unfortunately, uh, I got to the movie theater 10 minutes late. Not because I wanted to. There was an incident that occurred, but the uh, 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 at the um, at the um, the foyer or the entrance of the theater, causing myself and other individuals to get there late. Unfortunately, usually there's uh, I was gonna say cutscenes. Usually there's trailers, but I guess because it was a, a special feature, the movie started exactly at 7 p.m. I just wanted to get that out of the way in case more information was disclosed about this. Um, but uh, Ryu's parrot father, and I am a little bit upset, of, not a little bit, I am upset about that and the fact that I did miss the first 10 minutes. I am planning on re-watching the, the, the sub specifically for that purpose to catch up on what I did miss. Thankfully, it wasn't too much. On them. And then, of course, I'm planning on re-watching, re I haven't even seen it. I'm, I'm planning on watching the dub when there's an official release about that. Anywho, but um, let's explain that Ryu's dad, he's in a coma. He's medically, uh, I'm not sure because it's due to cancer, he's just really ill. But he is uh, uh, in a coma. Maybe it's not even a coma. He's just ill that he has to be hospitalized. And um, the mom works on her own. And she has to care of her, of her kid. And it is shown that she's physically... Well, abusive towards Ryu. And, uh, and I'm not trying to justify the mother. But when, as the audience member, I think we could empathize uh, why the mom feels so crunched. Why she has this toxic attitude but i think what we can't justify is the behavior right we could justify the mindset but we can't justify the action so that's what i mean when i do wish the movie went further exploring that i wish that the mom had shown a bit more um uh, being more contractful essentially showing more forgiveness or uh, uh, seeking for more absolution towards uh how she treated her son uh but thankfully there is a happy ending in regards to that and what i loved so much about adventure to the beginning is that since they deal with the idea of abuse, they also deal with the consequences the consequences of abuse and the fact that those who usually suffer from abuse, they have a communication issues, um, issues with communicating their personal feelings, not just with themselves, but with others as well. Kind of going back to the idea of one can't be in a healthy relationship if they're not healthy individually, if, they're, if their self is not healthy. And I love how Digimon Adventure 2 through Ryu and his digital partner, Anuku, uh, I'm probably not pronouncing it correctly, excuse me, Anukuman, but U-K-K-O, uh, Ukoman. Um, I love how there was no hate between them at the end, even though it would have been simple for Ryu to really hate Ukuman. And maybe this is just a detail that the movie's glossing over, but what I'm mentioning is because Ukuman is the cause of his parents' death, his being Ryu. Um, but I, I would like to think that Ryu is not 100% mad at Ukuman about that because he... 
acknowledges that he has some accountability about that because he just chose to use Ukuman rather than communicating with him, right? This new mysterious being is appearing before us. Um, but does that mean we get to just excuse the curiosity around it and just use that thing for our own needs? No, right? We need to ask, oh, who are you? Where did you come from? What is your purpose? And then start communicating, right? So I, I did really like that about the movie. Uh, when we have heard that Adventure 2, the beginning, does not have a lot of action, and that is true. The action, in fact, there's only one big battle, maybe one and a half. So if that bothers anyone, that is a factor to keep in mind. But personally, I actually really did not mind that at all. And in fact, when the big battle was happening, I was actually thinking to myself, oh man, I'm actually really hoping that this battle ends fairly quickly so we could go back to the dialogue, go back to the narration. I think this movie did a really amazing job with the characterization of the dialogue where the cast who returns from Adventure 2, well, it's great to see them again, but the new characters, I'll be frank with everyone, every time Digimon comes back, I'm not really too excited about the new characters they had to introduce with them. A really good example would be Mayekuman and um, uh, Mayekuman and um, Mayeko. Her digital partner, her name is too similar to Mayekuman. Excuse me, uh, Mik Mayeka. Excuse me. Well, you guys know who I'm talking about, right? Although I don't hate uh, Mayeka and Mayekuman the way that the fan base in general do. I'm I'm actually quite neutral towards more uh, positive towards them. When it came to Ryu. I really loved his character. And by the end of the movie, I was happy that this character was in the Digimon franchise. Um, I'm the type of individual who don't doesn't really look up information, especially about things like um, games and anime and stuff like that. Um, so I only saw the I only saw the promotional advertising, but and the first uh, trailer, but that's that's it beyond that. And I was unaware when I first saw Ryu. I thought for sure he was going to be like an edge lord villain type he abused his digimon he has an eye patched over his eye i was thinking to myself oh gosh ken 2.0 but he's not going to be as awesome as ken and uh, he's just going to be an emotional uh dramatic uh drama king that's all we're going to get right i'm so happy that my assumptions was incorrect um ryu uh, although he at first could have been an annoying character could have been one who dismissed accountability and responsibility. I love how he acknowledged that the situation that he was in, he was part fully responsible for that. It wasn't completely just Ukuman's fault. And once he acknowledged that, he was willing to do something about that. Uh, so I really did, did like Ryu's character. Um, I'm hoping that he makes a return in the future with Ukuman. Even Ukuman, I'm not going to lie, when I, when I first saw him, I was like, oh, <laughs> he's not that cute looking. Uh, I would be kind of disappointed if he was my Digimon. But by the end of it, I really did enjoy Ukuman as well. I just like Tentomon. If anyone's ever seen Adventure 1, I'm not a big fan of insect or bug Digimon or bugs in general. But if I, when I first saw Tentomon, I would be like, oh. But after learning about Tentomon and his and his personality and his behavior, I would be more than happy to have Tentomon as a digital partner. Uh, same instance in this uh, in this uh, movie too. Ukuman at first that was uh, put off, but by the end, um, I could see. Uh, uh, the friendship that could be developed between Okumon and myself, myself, right? Because he's not real. <laughs> but hopefully, one knows what I mean, right? Um, so yeah, so if, if uh, I'm not sure if they'll be showing Digimon Adventure to the beginning again in, in theaters, uh, but if they do and you have the opportunity to watch it, I highly do recommend it. When it does release officially, if you have any interest interest in watching it, I really do recommend it. I think I think it was a great film, a great film, not to the great heights, not to the same emotional heights that Kuzuna went to, but in terms of characterization, 
Um, okay, again, even in terms of characterization, not, not above Kuzuna, but I don't think this was a bad movie at all. I would highly recommend watching it. I am planning on owning it on Blu-ray when it does come out, and I'm be more than happy to put it with my collection. And um, and yeah, if you watched Digimon Adventure to the beginning, what's your thoughts about it? Give me a quick second. I want to make sure that's everything I wanted. To oh, the heart element. So we discussed the uh, the the child abuse and the uh, the adult mature themes. The movie was willing to explore beyond that, though aesthetically, with Unkuman, once it got revealed that he was a risk grantor and he did so in a, a, in a forceful manner. There was this moment where he, in like a puppet master setting, he releases these tendrils that goes into his parents' head and he lifts them up with these tendrils um, surrounding the area. It was really dark and I loved it. <laughs> if one um, watches Digimon Ghost Game, I haven't seen it completely, but I have seen the first nine episodes before I made the choice to watch Savers instead. And I'm done with Savers, and I'm more than likely going to finish Ghost Game, but I'm trying to debate if I should start with um, Appmon first, and then uh, Cross Wars, and then move on to Ghost Game. Um, but I'm aware about how Ghost Game did explore uh, horror, um, uh, aesthetic horror themes, and uh, I'm really happy that that transferred over to the movie. If we do get another Digimon movie, if the next movie is Digimon Tamers, I could definitely see how this horror aesthetic is going to lend very well, and hopefully they utilize it... Um, advantageously and efficiently as well. And even if the next movie is not Tamers, it's going to go on, it's going to go back. Maybe the next movie is going to be in combination. I would what I, what I would really enjoy because the the Adventure 1 and Adventure 2 is still leading up to that epilogue, the epilogue uh, present in Adventure 2 where everyone in the world has a digital partner, and they so desire one. Um, it has to lead up to that. The creators have said that that's still canon. So I would love it if maybe the next movie is a conclusive story to the adventure cast and it's a two-parter uh, uh, where part one, we mostly, we're mostly with the Adventure 2 cast. And then part two ends uh, with the Adventure 1 cast. And it, it, it all leads up to the, um, the canonical ending present in Adventure 2. But I don't know what the future holds for Digimon. Uh, be it if it's going to be a Tamers movie or revisiting the Adventures cast, 01 and 02. But whatever it may be, um, I'm still on the Digimon train. Um, it was a lot of fun it being the movie and I'm enjoying currently Digimon Seekers and I, I, I am very excited to whatever next project uh, next project that Digimon has and I do hope that whatever project that they have they keep in mind that the fan base um, are adults right and I hope that that's reflective within the subject matter thank you so much for watching I do appreciate it I hope everyone has a prodigious day oh excuse me I'm sorry <laughs> I hope everyone has a prodigious day and take care bye everyone